We can't have a fupa. How the fuck can a man have a fupa? Because it covers your dick. Not. <laughs> Yo, that's crazy. You ever seen a male fupa? Why not? You ever what? seen a fat nigga? <laughs> Who has a fat? Touche. Touche. That nigga? Yo. Touche. your boy J Omega the Wash, the ambassador, the Cybertron Don, the camouflage god, Mr. BX all day, Mr. Ready Set Go, Hip Hop's Behemoth, Young Heisenberg in the building as well, Daddy Wash Legs, Little Poppy Ortiz, the Big Blood. You know what time it is when you hear that? Oh. And that's at J Omega S on every social media network. No, I'm making y'all wait. <laughs> what? Come, come on, we don't got time. <laughs> all right, all right. Yo, what's going on, beloved? This your boy Sire, the Wash God himself, the hoodie season representative. What the fuck? Did you forget which yeah, you represented? Chest. Banging on my chest, king of the backhanded compliments, all first verse, Sir Sayed, Duke of Voices, Sayed, dripping in spinal fluid, Scotty Smacking Valley, Smacky Robinson, the bad guy on the podcast, Bully. Y'all know you can find me on all of the medias that are social at Sire SO, except for Snap. Snap is Sire underscore SO. Y'all got hella nicknames. I know. You know me, Cherry Peep, Pussy Popping on the Charts, aka the Unwatched Goddess, aka the New Mouth Shawty, aka the Podcast Joint. And you guys can find me on Twitter and You're Instagram cool. at I'm Cherry Poppins. Snapchat is Cherry Poppins 13. <laughs> and this is the Officially Street Podcast. Yep. Make sure you go to officiallystreet.com for all things street official. Follow us on Twitter at TOS Podcast underscore SO. Like us on Deep Blood Clot Facebook. At facebook.com slash officially street. <laughs> and remember, you can listen to us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn Radio, and any other place you can find a podcast. You can find us. Oh, also, WFNKRadio.com every, every Saturday morning from 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. This is episode whatever. That's like, yeah, it doesn't matter. <laughs> anyway. I think, what, 60, 61? Yeah, something like that. I'm rusty as shit. Oh, not 61, 60. Yeah, yeah, I mean, we wanted to do this episode months ago. Um... You but know the, the weather snow would not let us. Yeah, prosper. the weather in PA would not permit it. So, um, Trash. you know, we travel from PA to the city to do all of our guests. We have a special guest in the building. Yeah, yeah, yes, I mean. we do. We're happy to be able to fit into her very busy schedule and make this happen. Yes, so, this week on the Officially Street Podcast, we have a sex educator, a sex expert, as yes. she calls herself, yes. uh, a pleasure coach, yes. a writer, yes. beautiful black queen. The Glamazon, Tayomi Morgan. Tayomi, so good to finally have you in the building. Yes, thanks yes. for having me. How yes. are you? Thanks for coming. I'm good. I'm just hot. You're looking I've good, I've literally though. been sweating for like four days. <laughs> this humidity been crazy. Our right skin here. is made for this. Yes, it is. Like yes. My skin has been glowing. I'm like, yeah, no. I can keep you with this near glowing. Yeah, yeah. Oh, your skin is so pretty. It's, it's good, but then you be sweaty as shit. Yeah. Then you be fact. glistening. Nah, but y'all time. don't have to take the train nowhere. The train is a <laughs> <laughs> good place I've ever been yeah, in my I whole know. life. I used to live in New York. I'm not wearing lotion moves. because it's so fucking hot. No, mm-hmm. well, you don't have to. Ashy. You don't have like, to. No, you 
not actually the sweat and all that. You just, <laughs> just wiping, you start wiping oil. in your own sweat. Yeah, the, the, the natural next, you know, oil yeah, coming I mean, out. Yeah, for real. Listening. Facts, shout facts. out to Kirby Cups because this drink is lit. Yeah, shout out to Kirby. Shout out to you, bro. You know we don't go nowhere without Kirby's Cups. You know what I mean? Shout out to him. Shout out to the Rihanna. Shout out to the uh, the, the the you know what I mean the Henny Colada. Yes, sir. What do we get? We got the Chinola Nemo. We got this purple shit. We got What's the purple called, motherfucker. Chris? Purple oh, motherfucker. Oh, that's what's called. Okay. That sounded dangerous. Drink- I was like, the purple motherfucker. <laughs> I got a party after this. It's gonna be lit over there too. I can't be walking in like, what up? Yeah, drunk as hell. Well, dumb there. You might be with this shit. Shout out to Chris. Shout out to Chris. We got the uh, we got Cherry's photographer in the building. Yeah, Chris I mean. Davis for real. Facts. You feel me? Um, but Yo, Chris, me. can you go open the door? Yeah, yeah you get the door. Thanks. Appreciate you. Okay. Um, tell me. Yes. Where are you originally from? I am originally from Chicago, Shad Town oh, in the shit. building. Ooh, Midwest okay. stand up. Yes. And how was it growing up in Chicago? Um, so I grew up in Chicago for the first seven years of my life, and then we moved to the suburbs just outside the city, like 15 mm-hmm. minutes west. Mm-hmm. And so growing up there was very peaceful. I mean, we have a really big yard, a lot of trees, mm-hmm. no one really? bothered us. Yeah, so... And we spent most of our time in the city on the weekends. And mm. as I got older, it was like we were always in the city. My grandmother lives like in the middle of the loop, mm-hmm. the West Loop. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's great. And I mean, you know, everyone has a different experience because, I mean, if you grew up in certain areas, you know, it was like war zone or whatever. Right, right, right. And I'm not going to say that I have not witnessed uh, crime or violence while mm-hmm. living in Chicago. Okay. I definitely have. But, I mean, I love the city. So much culture gotcha. there. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I eventually, like when I started moving around the industry, it was very easy for me. And so mm. I've had nothing but great times in Chicago. Right. And, you know, shouts out to the city because like, I always say I'm hardly home, but I'm always repping. Like, mm-hmm. I just feel like so many great people come from Chicago. Right. Of course. And, right. you know, I'm one of them. So, and, and like, it's crazy because literally all of my friends and people who I knew that were like coming up in the industry back in like the early 2000s are now popping. Mm-hmm. Everybody's like That's on dope. shows and stuff mm-hmm. or got their own show or they're like traveling around the world doing what they do. And it's so amazing to like turn on the TV or like go on the Twitter and like just seeing them winning awards and doing all this stuff. So yeah, shout out to Chicago because I feel like they say New York is the place where if you can make it here, you can make it anywhere. But mm-hmm. I feel like that's Chicago because it's such a crabs in the barrel type mentality. Right. Okay. And it is the Midwest. Mm-hmm. So you got like that midwestern rural kind of feel but it's mm-hmm. a big city and it's a lot of southern roots because mm-hmm. a lot of the people from chicago come from the south right, right. So. so when did you move to the city sorry go ahead i was just gonna say well because obviously she's here now right right, right. Yes. um but comparing the two cities like you know is there it's like no comparison to be no? honest because like new york is more congested there's more people okay. it's dirtier chicago actually <laughs> cleans the streets like in downtown um, okay. There is that kind of like southern hospitality feel to gotcha. a degree, mm-hmm. and new in Chicago it's a bit segregated. So here in okay. New York, where everything is kind of mixed in and different cultures and stuff, it's a big melting pot. It's a melting pot to a, in a sense in Chicago, but it's literally very segregated. Where you can see the dividing lines in the neighborhoods. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. This is the black neighborhood. Oh, all of a sudden it's clean now. Oh, mm. this is gentrified interracial okay. people. Oh, now this is the complete white neighborhood. Oh, now this is the Mexicans. <laughs> oh, the Pakistanians. Oh, the Indians. Oh, the Mexicans. Oh, the Puerto Ricans. And literally, mm-hmm. you know, Chicago got a whole thing, history with gangs. Right. Mm-hmm. So the, those dividing lines are very crucial mm-hmm. for a lot of people. It's like, mm-hmm. you cross this line, you're wearing the wrong colors, or you or you the wrong color, right. and mm-hmm. they will come at you. Right. So, right. yeah. Right. You, you can't you get you wearing a hat like that. You come to Chicago, you gotta keep that shit straight. 
Really? Don't bend it no yeah, kind of way. I always about that. Oh. It, no, it's like a cold, yeah. you know, and okay. it's, really? it's a real. Every time Jeezy, every time Jeezy comes to the city, he be like, nigga, I come to the city, I keep my hair straight. I know what time it is. Be like, yeah, nigga, you been here oh, way too many wow. times to not know that. But yeah, it's. Interesting. And it's it's stupid, you know, mm-hmm. but right. that's just the cold, you know, the gang yeah. culture or it's whatever. It's the culture, right. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. Would you Very ever move back? Well, I mean, I'm back and forth okay. between here right. and in Chicago. So, like, we're around the holidays and stuff like that. Like, my, my birthday is in November. Mm-hmm. So, it's like my birthday, Thanksgiving, my mom's birthday, oh. Christmas. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. So, most of the time I'm in Chicago, okay. like, for the holidays. My dad's birthday is in February. Oh. And then I just okay. kind of like, you know, go back throughout the year. Like, I work for the Exotica Expo. So, we do a show in Chicago every year. So, I'm always gotcha. back there when we have the show. So, it's, I'm, I'm in and out. Okay. Interesting. Cool. So when did you move from Chicago to New York? Uh, you know, I... You gonna say you never got, really moved? Well, you know, I met my husband in on April 13th, 2017. Okay. And the first time I came to stay with him at his home, he gave me keys. Oh, so, shit. Yeah, that was last summer. You locked it down. Yeah, no, no. Like, I, Literally, I've keys. I've never lived with a romantic partner before, mm-hmm. and let alone gotten keys, like, mm-hmm. first coming to his house. So I guess I officially moved in last summer. Okay. Okay. And I mean, but I was still, like, primarily living right at mm-hmm. home, mainly, mostly. So when we got married, January 6th, I kind of pretty much officially moved in then. So gotcha. I've been here gotcha. ever since, and cool. it's been great. But I have a, I've had a home in New York since May. Okay. Yes, <laughs> like correct that. me. Thank you. Right. Shout out to your husband. Yes. Shout We're going to have to get him a mic. When, when, where's Preach? What the fuck is Preach doing? Man, shout out to <laughs> Preach, man. You know where we But I mean, I've lived in New York like. before. Yeah. I okay. moved here after high school in 2006 okay. for fashion, to study fashion design at Pratt Institute in Brooklyn. Mm-hmm. So I went there for about a year, mm-hmm. then left school, went back to Chicago, and was kind of like traveling back and forth to New York just for like business and visiting okay. friends and stuff. Then I moved back to New York in 2014, lived in Long Island and lived in Bushwick, and shit got kind of weird in Bushwick. Mm-hmm. So I moved out to Cali for about a year and some change. Did you I, like that? What, living in, in Cali? But, oh, yeah. Okay. I mean... Constant sun, like I had like the deepest, darkest tan for the entire time, <laughs> being able to smoke for real, for real. <laughs> I was like, yes. First day I touched down, my sister like, you want to smoke? I'm like, hell yeah. You want to hit the bong? Hell yeah. <laughs> so just being right. in that culture. Right. Right. Yeah, no, it's no, it's a whole culture out there. Right. Like, this guy tried to finesse me this week. I was outside in our garden, like garden door area smoking. Mm-hmm. And he smelled it, and he was like, oh, yeah, you know, I sell, too. I'm like, oh, what what you got? And he's like, oh, I got Purple Haze, OG Kush, um, yeah. and, and Sour Diesel or something. And I said, oh, well. All I'm the more a, in New York shit. Right. I'm like, I'm, I'm, a, <laughs> I'm a lemon diesel, blue cheese, yeah. right, right, right. Right. kind of a, you know, Girl Scout cookie kind of person. He was like, Girl oh, Scout well. Cookies. He was like, oh, well, you know, I just kind of keep it adult. You know, I'm like, what you <laughs> No, you know, he keeps it New York. This man said, I keep it That's adult. That's all he spoke out here. <laughs> You keep it adult. I was like, oh well, I smoke for real. Like right. I, I, I do THC oil in in hash right. in in cannabis. Like mm-hmm. I do everything, flour, edibles. Mm-hmm. I was like, the so. smokingest niggas in New York will tell you that LA got the best. <laughs> like Styles will tell you that LA, LA got the Los best. Angeles, um, uh, Vancouver. Mm. Uh, Denver for sure, like because that's pretty much where they grow. That's at. where it grows, yeah. Yeah. That's where, yeah, yeah. So, and I got a friend. Shout out to Sesh Shoppers. It's literally a business, and they're on Instagram. 
where he goes to all these things called sessions, and they're basically farmers markets for mm. uh, weed growers. Mm. Okay. For cannabis growers, excuse me. Mm. And he goes and like collects. <laughs> All these free samples that they give out, and then he sells that stuff in like packages for people. Mm. Yo, that's a come up. Yo, oh, when I tell you, so the first package he gave me, he gave me some bomb ass, like two bomb ass uh, containers of flour. Uh-huh. It was a pre roll in there. It was some sour belts, some watermelon sliced like uh, sour patch yeah, kid yeah, yeah, things. Yeah. It was a um, he got two pipes in there that were already pre packed wow. glass pipes. Wow, um, a, a THC CBD capsule Mm -hmm. some uh cbd lube and it was one yeah i have it i still have it in my wallet i haven't used it in your wallet yeah (laughs) just in case it go down what kind of day you think you're gonna have you just never know Baby, it's one of them days. You know, I got glue in my, in my wallet. Yo, that's crazy. So shout out to set shoppers because they lit. No, like. but that is a that is a come up. Okay. But but, the, it is a but come up. I am thinking though the only issue because it's a free sample, and let's say he sells it to you, and now you're like, damn, I want that again. But mm-hmm. it was like a free sample. How do you get it again? Well, he knows the farmers. Oh, mm-hmm. so okay. he'll just go okay. back to that supplier. I thought it, I thought it was just like a. Um, like, I guess like oh, different no. people oh, at the farmers forgot. market every time. He also gave me a pen. He gave I have it in my mm-hmm. purse. He gave me a pen mm-hmm. uh, and the cartridge, mm. all in wow. that one pack. I'm like, this nigga got a right. good <laughs> I was in the airport high as shit. TSA came over checking my bags, so I left my bag sitting at the gate. Had the dog sniffing me. I'm like, y'all, like y'all don't even smell the weed in there. Ain't nothing but lube and some oils. Like exactly. that shit ain't, it ain't loud like that. Exactly. Right. That shit just sounds crazy. Nah, I, I definitely would want to try that lube. I uh, I'm gonna show it to you. I got it. I right definitely. I'm. Uh, who are you, cherries? I'm just saying. Cherry's an adventurer. I would want to try that. Find out new things every day. Oh my god. Good lord. It's called high high gasm. Coco nuts. Okay. Coco nuts. All right. Google this shit. Well, shout out to I want to yeah. use it like for anal play because, okay. you know, anal is one of them things I just like recently started getting into more and mm-hmm. I do enjoy it, but it's like there's a threshold. Mm-hmm. There's two right. muscles, right? The anal sphincters, internal and external. Mm-hmm. Once you get past the first one, it's like, okay, we in there, right? right. But it's like a second one. And that second one is like, for the women that have had babies, it's kind of like the ring of fire, I guess. Like when the baby's crowning and it's coming out. Mm-hmm. So like going in, it's like burning a little bit because it's trying to get past that muscle. But I'm like, this might actually be able to help like relax yeah, the anus relax. a little more. So mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm not trying to use that in my vagina. But right, like, right. my asshole, you know, whole different story. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right, different. right. So plus you get a little high and shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Do you? But no, no. An, but yeah. anal sex is so much better when you're high, though. I'm just gonna be honest. I'm assuming that the point of that because you're all relaxed. I'm assuming right, that the point exactly. of that uh, lube is to, to somehow get you and, high. I mean, I can see if relax. that goes in it's, my it'll vagina, give you like a body high. I'm definitely getting high in there. Okay. Well, not in there, but you know, it's what not I mean. THC though. It's just CBD. Because it says um, 25 milligrams of pure cannabis essence. Okay. I don't know exactly okay. know what that means. It'll relax you. Yeah. There's MCT oil in here too. Because there's glycerin in here, I definitely wouldn't put it in my vagina. I'll just put it, yeah. I'll use it for anal. Okay. Um, okay. Yeah. okay. Right. So you are a sex educator, a sex yes. expert. What, I guess, or who inspired you to pursue that career? Did you just like fall into it? Or <laughs> yeah, well, how'd, that, how, how'd that come about? 
So I had been modeling since I left college in mm-hmm. 2007. My career was going pretty well. I had just done America's Next Top Model cycle 14. Okay. And my dad was like, oh, you know, I'm really proud of you. This is great. Wait, pause. I'm sorry. How far did you make it? So I made it to through like the casting week and did the first episode, but okay. I didn't make it into the house, even though I was a top contender. Uh-huh. Didn't get chosen, you know, okay. politics stuff. Right. Whatever. I'm like, listen, I'm here to win this competition and get this money. Right. I'm not here for this drama stuff. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. y'all got the wrong one for that, you know. Oh. But they but, do that for okay. TV. Yeah, they I do. That's the point. Yeah. I have yeah. personality, but when it comes to like trash and other people, <laughs> that's need, not yeah, what they I They need the drama. They need yeah. the drama for okay. TV. No, I, so. I'll ask you questions after because I don't Oh, I yeah, no. It was great. See, because when I talk about like, man, because I talk about manifesting stuff all the time mm-hmm. and I've been doing that since I was born, you know? And mm-hmm. one of my goals leaving high school, I was like, I'm going to audition for America's Next Top Model. My parents mm-hmm. didn't want us being models and stuff because we would get, I have a twin sister, mm-hmm. we would get approached all the time when we were babies and like toddlers for modeling, but my parents just didn't trust people. You know, in the 90s, there was a lot of scandal with like, um, the little pageant girl yeah. that ended up like missing, still don't know oh, what John happened. To, yeah, John mm-hmm. Monet, and then like just all these crazy pedophile stuff. Mm-hmm. So my parents were like anti modeling. But when I had, when I became of age and couldn't consent, I was like, I'm gonna do this. So mm-hmm. I auditioned like five times before I actually made it into a round where I made it. And it was like the, sixth, the sixth time, the charm. Mm-hmm. So being on that show, it was like, wow, this is a realization of a dream. So even right. though I didn't make it through the competition, which was a blessing in disguise, mm-hmm. right? Because I wouldn't be here right now with you right. guys. Doing what I'm doing now, if I had made it, but you wouldn't be a sex that's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. If if, if and that's I, like your passion, it's like yeah. If you could, I guess because you still model today now, mm-hmm. yeah. So it's I like incorporated so, into my work. So it's kind of like if you had to. Well, I'm asking. I guess if you had to choose between modeling and like being a sex educator and like being the pastor of your love church and stuff like that, like which one would you choose? I would choose them all. I would I would mm-hmm. do exactly what I'm doing now, which okay. is being multifaceted. Okay. So like you know the career, my career was going well and stuff. My dad was just like kind of pulled me to the side. Mm-hmm. He has a habit of like cornering me in the house when I'm chilling. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, you know, I'm proud of you. I love you, uh, but you are such a talented writer. You need to use your gift. And like mm-hmm. I had been told that in, in college too. Like my English professor mm-hmm. pulled me to the side, like my dad did, and it was like, you know, you are really like, you are prolific, prolific writer. You know, you should be writing. So when my dad said that, I was like, kind of not trying to hear him, but I always take into account what he says and like mm-hmm. keep, keep it in the back of my head. So when stuff kind of like took a turn, mm-hmm. I was like, all right, it's time to do this. So my aunt, God rest her soul, R.I.P. Nicole, Definitely. she gave me um, a printout of like a booklet about blogging. And this was when blogging was like really popular and okay. it was like yeah, yeah. The, the wave. So <clears throat> I was like, okay, I want to start a blog, but like, I just don't want to write about beauty and fashion and stuff because that, like, I mean, it's no Regular substance, shit. right? Even though I love, like, that's mm-hmm. my life. And I had a fashion blog at first. Shout out to Tony Williams who, like, supported me with that. And, like, Kanye early, early on, like, shared some of my stuff mm-hmm. on his blog when he had one on Blogger. Um, but I was like, okay, so what can I talk about every day that I won't get tired of? And I was like, oh, sex. I know a lot about sex. I've been studying sex, like, biologically and stuff since I was, like, 16. And then okay. when I started having sex at 19, just started exploring. Mm-hmm. And... People in Chicago, like, I was really popular, still am. People know me, but they didn't, like, really know much about my personal life because gotcha. I'm kind of quiet, right? Mm-hmm. So when I launched my blog in 2011, people was like, the fuck? She's doing this? Where did she come from? <laughs> what, what was the name? 
It's glamorotica101.com. Okay. And we're in transition right now. I think my shit been hacked high key. Um, so we might have to like kind of revamp things, but I have okay. a 2.0 version of the blog being launched. It's my blog. It's my uh, app. Okay. So okay. I, nice. I started the blog because like I started doing research after I decided I would have sex as my uh, topic. And I, did, I noticed that there weren't that many black women that were talking about sex in a way that was like empowered positive. and positive. It was a lot of whole coaches and sluts and all that yeah, stuff, yeah. like advocating for the slut life. Oh, okay. And... <clears throat> At the time, there was one person in particular, Passport Cuddy. She was really popular, and I know she's like cool with Angela Yee, and like on her yep. show Lip Service and stuff. And she calls calls herself the whole coach. So she was really popular at the time. I guess she still is. And but that was like the only prominent, I guess, black young voice that mm-hmm. was like talking some like sex positive stuff. But I'm like, you know, everybody doesn't want to be a hoe, mm-hmm. and every woman yeah. doesn't want to like reframe the word slut. Like some women are just completely okay with just like. Being an average woman just wanted to like step mm-hmm. up her game. And so I was like, well, I'm sort of complaining about not being represented. Let me be a representative. So I gotcha. jumped in and it just took off. Like, I've just. Do you remember like your first blog post that you made? Like, what was it about? So I, I launched my blog September, September 8th, 2011. Okay. And I had went to Atlanta for to visit a friend. It was like Luda Day weekend and all this stuff. And I remember sitting in the airport by a window writing my first blog posts. Mm-hmm. And I cannot remember what they were, to be honest. Mm-hmm. But they were popping. Okay. <laughs> and I had my first like radio interview within like two weeks of me launching wow. the blog. That's awesome. Yeah, because I mean, I knew a lot of people in radio and stuff like that in Chicago, so it wasn't um, it wasn't a a a thing to like Mm -hmm. get on. And then the rest is history. Like I started my YouTube channel, which was an experiment because I was like, everyone talks about sex positions, but I don't see anybody teaching how to get in them. So I was like, I'll do it, Mm. and started putting the videos up on YouTube. And it's funny now. I remember I saw Cosmopolitan doing some shit in Central Park <laughs> on a bed with two white people with some uh some new leotards on. I'm like, y'all wasn't thinking about doing that shit right. till y'all seen my video. Stop right. playing. Comedy Central called me up. I did Tosh.0, mm-hmm. oh, okay. which to this day I'm still getting residual checks from. Shouts out to awesome. them. Um, a few of my videos went viral. One of them was called Professional Bathtub Surfer, and it was okay. based off of Beyonce's Drunken Love right. uh-huh. because everybody kept saying... What what does she mean by yeah? Fill the tub up halfway and ride like a surfboard. Right. And I'm like, y'all basic. How y'all know? That? <laughs> I'm like, it's sex in the bathtub. Come on. So mm-hmm. I made a whole tutorial. That shit went viral. It went mm-hmm. like everywhere, Dope. and that boosted the my career. So since then, like things have just really taken off. I'm, I'm traveling internationally with like my mm-hmm. friends, teaching. Mm-hmm. Um, I work for the Exotica Expo as their residence expert and seminar coordinator. We have a show in Edison, New Jersey, November 2nd through the 4th. So you guys mm-hmm. got to check that out. Yeah, yeah. And I've had a show on Playboy Radio. I wrote for Ebony, blackdoctor.org, mm-hmm. currently writing for CassiusLife.com, which is a Radio 1, TV 1 mm-hmm. interactive mm-hmm. site. Been hosted and featured on a ton of sites. Huffington Post, Your Tango. Mm-hmm. Uh, the list can go on and on and on. We, we, we're not, this is not a job interview. We can't give oh. you a we, <laughs> We're not, you giving us your whole, there's a lot of sex parts out here and like everybody doesn't have the same like reach. The resume, everybody don't have the same resume. Yeah. And like one of my colleagues, shout out to Sunny Megatron. She was like, your resume reads like you've been like in this thing like Mm -hmm. 20, 20 years or so and you going hard. It's just seven years. And I'm like, what else you supposed to do? How do you learn? 
the information? Is it more from like, are you like Googling, reading mm-hmm. books? It's everything. Trying it out yourself. Yep. Okay. It's it's a book application. It's taking courses. It's taking mm-hmm. classes. It's it's application of what you learn by actually experimenting and going through it. So, you know, a person can be book read, but how can you really tell somebody how it's going to affect them if you've never actually yeah. done it? Mm-hmm. It's like, how can you teach somebody how to suck dick if you've never sucked a dick? Right. right. How can you teach somebody to get into a position and, and be able to tell them, oh, it's going to hit this spot in the vagina or do mm-hmm. this to you if you've right. never experienced that position? Okay. You know? I saw that banana video this morning. Oh, Jesus, yeah. Jesus Christ. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. Listen, speaking of that, you have a strong presence on social media. Yes. Right? Very strong. Twitter, Snapchat. Um, what was the impetus behind Matchmaker Mondays? So my followers actually motivate a lot of what I do. Mm-hmm. And um, people just kept asking me if I was a matchmaker. Like, especially guys from Africa. Like, oh, can you, can you find me a wife? Kataomi. Kataomi. Can you find me a wife? And I'm like, I, first of all, I can't get you no green card. Secondly, secondly, I'm not a matchmaker. That's not my job. Mm-hmm. So when I did a class in L.A., I was, like, just sharing with the ladies that I had a lot of people um, reaching out to me about that. And one of them was like, why don't you just try it? Why don't you just try, like, a Matchmaker Monday thing on your Snapchat and see how it goes? And so I started that, and it took off. And, like, Mm -hmm. so many – like, people have literally found their wives or husbands. Like, I've had couples write me and say – I'm now, like, we now moved in together. We started a life together because we found each other on your Matchmaker Monday. Mm-hmm. And somebody recently said, oh, you should charge for this. And I was like, why would I do that? Right. Love mm-hmm. is free. Yeah. So why would I charge for anybody to be connected with someone through my platform? Like, if I have this reach, why not use it for a positive exactly. reason? You right. Know? And I like what you've done because I've, I've actually participated in that from the perspective of trying to network. Because mm-hmm. you've also said, mm-hmm. listen, you could do this. If you're a blogger, if you're a musician, if you have something that you feel like other people will benefit on, you know, just just highlight that. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I put in there, like, I'm married, I'm taken, mm-hmm. but I'm mm-hmm. a musician, I do graphic design. Because what happens is other people, there's so many people that follow you and yep. that love what you do, and it, but there's people that are in relationships that are not there for that. Right. But they'll, exactly. they'll come across that and say, well, you know what? I'm a manager. I'm a this. I'm a, I need a graphic designer. Let yep. me hit. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And that has actually worked for me, too. And so. I'm all about that. I'm all about like joining people together and especially promoting black businesses because mm-hmm. this like people talk about community and stuff. And mm-hmm. I'm like, well, if you have a following, why won't you promote your brother and sister? Right. Just put them up. So, Matchmaker Monday a lot, is a, a great lot of thing are for that. Greedy, yeah. That's you know, why that happens. That it's fucking bothers me. I know. Because here we are having this whole conversation about, like, oh, black people got to mm-hmm. do better. And mm-hmm. in Newsflash, black people are doing better. And there are many of us who are successful in, in healthy, loving relationships. Mm-hmm. And yet, that's not being spotlighted. Mm-hmm. You got beautiful black people who have successful, thriving businesses. Mm-hmm. Yet, you don't want to support it because you had, like, one experience where you were burnt. Mm-hmm. Right. You yeah. know, and then too, a lot of these businesses is like they're small and they're independent, so their their workforce isn't large. Like mm-hmm. where, if you order something, it's gonna be out the next day unless right. they got extra hands. Right. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. So shout out to all the small black businesses and the large ones too, because Definitely. you know yeah. we gotta support each other. Exactly. So you used to do Titty Tuesdays on your Snapchat. Yeah. Somebody well. hate it. <laughs> Somebody motherfucking hate it. Serious? And it killed the vibe. Yes. It, it was going strong. Mm-hmm. It was going so strong for like a whole year mm-hmm. and a half. And somebody started reporting my page. Mm. I wonder who it was. Probably somebody who was sending me their dick. <laughs> and, I, and I blasted them and was like, you are an ocular rapist. Well, what yeah. you had said was people couldn't 
people couldn't keep themselves from screenshotting mm-hmm. the things you were posting. Yeah. See, the screenshots aren't an issue. Okay. Just on my on my private snap. The issue was ah. that somebody was reporting my page to the point where I was getting flagged like multiple times in a day. Okay. Oh. So for me, I was like, it's not even worth me trying to, because like the second time that they mm-hmm. flag you, they like erase your whole story. Mm. Oh. So my okay. story kept getting erased and I'm like, I'm wasting my time now yeah. because somebody is literally just trying to hate on the movement. So, yeah. And you don't even know who it is because there's so many people following you. Yo, the anonymity of the, the fucking tricks and sneak dissers on social media is the most annoying part. Yeah. Because people who don't even follow you, though, mm-hmm. oh, really? will find your shit in like yeah. an explore feed. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. You you know yeah, what I'm talking about. Yeah. They'll find okay. you in an explore feed or something. But it's like, mind your fucking business. Some, some <laughs> like, people just aren't so like, y'all find your fucking business. Oh, should, my God. You should have to follow somebody to be able to report them. That's, yeah. I see, That's if you're I'm not saying. following yeah. them, it's not going to come up on your timeline. Yeah. Why is it bothering exactly. you? But you know what it is, though? Because Instagram said this bullshit. Like, Oh, it's protecting our community. And I get it. Social media is mm-hmm. a community. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, how am I harming you by putting up people's titties? I'm not. If you're not all. following me, <laughs> it's not, not yeah. coming yeah. up on your page. You shouldn't right. be looking. The Explore page is designed to show you things that are um, in relation to things that you've liked in the right. past or things that you have alerted to so Instagram that you up, like. So if I'm popping up, right? You must be you interested must be in some shit. <laughs> Thank you. You must be interested in some shit. Man, I'm like, probably some hating ass bitch who wants to do what you're doing, but she. I'm telling you, it's a dude. It's a nigga. It's a. Because women was for it. Okay, that's the thing. That's true. Because okay. it, it was Us a thing. I like just can't that. see a nigga hating on titties. Yeah. No, no, there's, there's no. I'm sure it's possible, but I can't there see it. There was somebody who this man pulled right up from the three. Yeah. Got rejected. Was like, well, fuck you, you ugly anyway. And by the way, right. yep. hold this. Black. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Hold it, yeah, hold Cause, this. Because it was a female fan. That asked me because it's like Titty Tuesday was just me like putting up my titties for a while, just like mm. putting little captions and stuff. And then she was like, Oh, do you take submissions? I was like, Sure. Sure. <laughs> right. And then she sent it. I was like, Oh, this lit. And then I was like, Hey, anybody else want to join? Just send a snapshot of your titties and I'll put you up. Yeah. And so it was not only the titties, but the captions I would put. Like, I would spend my time like naming every pair of titties. I'd be mm-hmm. like, cookie Alabaster. Crisp yeah, cookie mm-hmm. crisp titties. <laughs> Alabaster stone titties. Right. You know, chocolate titties. Right. Just fed my baby titties. You know, whatever. You had and the best caption. It was so much fun. So when people yeah. like start reporting me, it takes the fun out of it yeah. because now I feel like I got to look over my shoulder like right. somebody right. is, like, is I... a little narc. Yeah. You yeah. know? But I know it's a dude because mm. women was for it. Like, yeah. you know, that sounds like yeah. something to do with dude. Right. All right. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about the app that you're developing? Yes. So Instagram shut me down in Shit. February. Okay. My, so you have not had an Instagram since February. I, I have one now. Okay. And it's like in twelve at twelve k now. But literally the week I had a video that was going viral. This Nigerian blog site like snatched my video off uh, YouTube. Right. Okay. And it started going viral. I started getting a flood of followers. At 100K, they shut me down. My husband and I, we were filming some stuff for YouTube, fully clothed, nothing crazy. Mm. We went live, showing some stuff that we were doing between break. Then all of a sudden, I tried to log back in, and they said my page had been deactivated. Mm. And this was like 2 o'clock in the morning. Mm -hmm. Instagram never gave me a chance to uh, advocate for my page or anything like that. Never tried to give it back. So at 100K, Mm -hmm. they deactivated me. So at that point, I was like... You know, it's not safe online anymore because, like, with all this stuff that Trump is doing with, mm-hmm. like, sex workers and stuff, it's affecting mm-hmm. my work, too, as a mm-hmm. sex educator. Right. Because we all are lumped into sex work. And I will 
I am one educator who will say, I do sex work. I'm not going to say that I'm not a sex worker because I am. I'm advocating for sex positivity. Mm -hmm. So the app is my way of saying, fuck all y'all. Because even though we have social media platforms, we don't own it. And at any time, they can say, oh, we're going to snatch your stuff down Mm -hmm. and not give it back to you. And and Instagram has the capability to give me my shit back, but they just won't. That's why I'm like, y'all on some other stuff. So the app is my way of upgrading my blog site from being a web-based platform to Mm -hmm. now being straight to your phone. Okay. And it's going to be more than just like blog posts. It's going to be videos. It's going to be a pay-per-view like triple X section. It's going to be events. You can Tuesdays again. That's what I'm saying. That's my plan. It's like- I'm going to submit. Eventually, (laughs) eventually the site, um, the app is going to have like a live capability as well. Mm -hmm. So we can go live like how we do on Instagram Mm -hmm. and all that. So basically taking all of the, the features that I like that I have online on social media and then putting it on my own platform. I'm not even going through the app store or Google play because I learned that they will not accept my content anyway. Okay. So everything is completely independent. And a part of me doing this is like a rebellion against what they're doing to those of us who are working in this industry. Uh And it's also a testament to everyone else. Like, look, y'all can do this too. It's completely affordable for you to build an app and run an app. And do this on your own because they don't care about us. Right. Yeah. They will like you spend all these years building your fan base up for them to snatch your stuff down. Yeah. And there are people mm-hmm. who were following me that still don't know what happened to my page. They think oh, that wow. I took it down. And I'm like, why would I do that? And they find you on Twitter yeah. and they're I didn't like, know what happened. Oh, here exactly. You are. Wow. Nah, they they fucking deactivated me. And I'm like, Yeah. For what? Oh, you violated our our community terms. What I do? Fuck you in your Thank you. You said it. Fuck them. <laughs> the, the theme for this weekend is fuck them. Yeah. That's spoke... the name of the show. Oh, fuck them? Fuck them. Okay. Yep. Oh, we spoke a little bit about sluts, hoes, and all that. Mm-hmm. Real quick, I know this is old. What are your thoughts on the slut walk? Shout My... out to Kirby. My... Shout out yeah. to Kirby. Kirby. Yes. Yeah, I'm lit. I'm lit. I'll let you rock. Okay. What, are you, what are your thoughts on the, on the <laughs> slut walk? What are, what are your thoughts? thoughts? What are your thoughts? <laughs> The slut walk. Um, so the slut walk isn't anything new. They started it in Canada. And I think that, you know, it's a great form of activism for women to express themselves and for those who support, like, you know, sexual liberation to join together. Um, and I don't really have that, like, that deep of an opinion on it as far as, like, my perception because I'm like, Amber Rose doing her own version of a slut walk. I understand what she's doing. It's a part of her brand. Mm. I don't always feel that she, I don't feel that she is 100% genuine Mm -hmm. in her uh, motivations Mm -hmm. for doing the slut walk. And you got to do what you got to do to continue to push your brand and to push um, what you stand behind. I know that it is a a way for her to heal. And I appreciate that, that Mm. she is uh, doing something that can assist her in like her growth and development and like furthering her brand. Mm-hmm. And um, I think that the slut walk needs a little more substance. Gotcha. So okay. that's my opinions on it. I don't have any, um, I don't really have any interest in like participating in it. I right. just kind of watch it from afar mm-hmm. and yeah, that's it. No, I make mean, that's perfectly fine. Yeah. Sure. And you know, again, like I said, everyone doesn't want to join and join in that movement of, reframing the word slut. I mean, literally, it's just a word. You give it all the meaning it has. And it's okay for women to want to reclaim and reframe that word as well because it has been used as a weapon against women for so long. So shout out to all the people who are advocating in that way. That's just not my form of activism. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. Um, so I was in 
how important is it to have like a whole face? Super ultra. You know what I mean? Like, is there like a, so is there like a threshold or age limit kind of thing? I want to reframe. It's not a whole face. Ahead, it's literally ahead, just a, a woman flexing her sexual autonomy. Women have sexual autonomy the same way men do. Mm-hmm. And it's really important for women to A, know that, and B, feel free and innocent in exploring that. And it's very important. In my 20s, I was so conscious. I was like, and, and I had friends who were like DJs and stuff, and they were like, you're never going to be this age again. As a girl turning 21, like every day. So it's going to be a point where men are just kind of going to like glaze over you because you're not young and vulnerable anymore. Mm-hmm. So in my 20s, I was like, I'm going to do it up. I'm going to live it up. I'm going to party. I'm going to get <laughs> shit faced. Yeah. I'm going to do every fucking thing because yeah. I'm not going to be in this phase anymore. And this is the discovery phase. Mm-hmm. So all like, I would say the majority of my sexual experiences were purposeful. Where I was like, I'm going into this for the purpose of learning. So you said mm-hmm. earlier, how do you know this stuff? It's like, I would read something and be like, all right, I got to practice this now. Yeah. Whether those guys were conscious or not that I was using them as practice, does it matter? <laughs> <laughs> does it matter? Shout out to them. Yeah, shout out to you guys. You know who you are. Or maybe you don't. Maybe you don't remember. <laughs> you know? Uh, from shit face nights, whatever. Do men have whole faces? No, y'all but that's the always hoes. Uh, okay. That's the thing. It, uh, again, we're living in a society where it is seen as, you know, Sexual privilege is for men mm-hmm. only and women, you know, we are not allowed to express that. Yeah. So technically, no, men don't have it's this perceived much men whole face. Right. Is and... it real? So I call it a whole face. Sire. Party foul. I didn't spill any drunk. alcohol though. No alcohol Yo, was spilled. Yo, Jay is looking okay. like the dad that <laughs> yes, like, look this fucking kid <laughs> just fucking did something and he's like, nigga. Are you fucking kidding me Yo, right you now? Haven't even moved. Get your shit together for No alcohol was spilled. I can't even fuck you up right nope. now because we're not at home, but wait until we get fucking home. I was going to say party foul. But what I was going to say was, is it a whole... I, is whole face like the correct term, though? It's not. Because That's you can why always... Real, real, real quick, real quick. I'm sorry. I just used back. that for... I'm sorry. What is, I'm, I, I'm so sorry. What is your definition of hoe and slut? I just need this real quick. Well, because that, that that makes a difference with this question. Well, my definition of a hoe is a woman that makes money having sex. Okay, like you're okay. hoeing. That's okay. my definition of a hoe. Gotcha. So it can't be a hoe phase if you're not making money. Right. I don't believe you're a hoe if you're not making money. Gotcha. Okay. You know, if you are a, a sexually promiscuous woman, you're just sexually promiscuous, mm-hmm. and that's you flexing your sexual autonomy to do what you want to do. And what's funny is that slut and hoe; those terms are used, and they are not used to actually. Or, or in conjunction with facts. Gotcha. You don't even know what that woman is doing, but because you perceive, because uh-huh. you perceive that she is sleeping around or whatever, you want to call her a hoe. Mm-hmm. Now, in the instance where you do know a woman is sleeping around, whatever. But literally, these are just words. Right. And we give them all the meaning they have. So for me, like I don't even use the word slut. Right. You know, because I'm like, there's no positive connotation around that word at all. Gotcha. So I do appreciate that women are reframing it because it's like, so many women get touched when they hear the word. I don't, because I'm like, oh, okay. I know who I am. Right. right. You know, and this word, I don't associate myself with it. And I don't define it. So a whole phase is like, it's mm-hmm. not even, so it's not I, even a phase. There's a phase where you feel free and innocent enough okay. to explore your sexuality. And you like, I'm out here doing what I want. And then it gets to a point where you like, hmm, okay, I think I'm good on just fucking around. It's time to find somebody who I can truly be, yeah. you know, uh, deeply rooted in and fall in love and be mm-hmm. respected and all this stuff like that. Sometimes. Because some women never get past their face. They're like, I'm living my best life, being free, fucking right. whoever I want. 
And there's nothing wrong with that. Shout out to all my women out there who are like in their 40s, still getting it. I have a question about like the whole definition. So you said to you, a hoe is a woman who's like making money from it. Mm -hmm. So does that include like meals? Does that yes. include like, uh, like if a nigga taking me out and I'm fucking him? Yes. Oh, okay. I Listen, to, we are confirmed. <laughs> <laughs> What's so funny is that men do not believe that they're tricking. Mm. What's funny is that oh men do God. not think that they're tricking. So you know your intentions. What? I'm sorry, I'm in control. No. You know, somebody told me. So they said that it's not. Um, cause I was like, why the fuck would this nigga buy me a $500 bracelet? He's not my fucking nigga. Oh, because it's the money. He got it. No. Now that whole, nah, nah, I'll I'll be the first to say that whole, it ain't tricking if you got it shit is, is, is not, that's not real. No. That's not real. It's tricking. You want to know what it it is? Because you, I'll put it this way. <laughs> you could be married and be tricking. <laughs> yeah, I, mean, I, I feel like I feel like if you doing certain things and you and you 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 know making certain gestures, you for you even for me as a married man, I expect that my wife like certain things that I do. Oh yeah, I know what's gonna happen because of and this. See, that is an expectation. I know, and that and it is doesn't a always end that given way. In a, in, that's basically not a gift. That's a ransom. Right. Okay. And. Again, the difference between like a gift and a trick is literally the intention. If your intention is to get some ass after this, okay. you're paying for ass. Gotcha. It doesn't matter if you are directly giving her the money in her hand or you mm-hmm. buying her a bag or paying her tuition or taking her on trips or buying a dinner is or that, going to the movies. But is that not also a gift? That's not a gift because the expectation. If as a man, in your mind, you're like, all right, I'm taking this girl out. And after this, I'm getting some ass. And that is your intention. And that's what you know you want. Well, hold on. What if you don't that's, get ass? They don't matter. Then it's you still, didn't do a good the, job tricking. The, <laughs> the fact that we thought about it. Well, see, it. this the thing. Just because your intention is to get ass at the end of pan, because men think that somehow if you just throw money at women, they're going to just open their legs. You still have that intention. But just because it didn't happen doesn't mean that you didn't trick. Because it's your intention. And the thing that men don't often realize is that women have sexual autonomy. So just because... You pay for a meal doesn't mean she's going to say yes to you. At the end of that meal, she can be like, mm, I'm full. Uh, I got somewhere else to go. Okay, bye. Right. And, and that's, that's why men be feeling stupid after because they like, damn, I didn't even get no ass. So what does that tell you? You went on the date and paid for the food because you wanted to get some ass, which means you was paying for the ass and inadvertently. That's, and that's fine. And you but didn't is do that, a good job. And that's fine. But is that not also <laughs> an expectation? Yeah, it is. Right. That is an expectation. And just because you have, because any, that's a silent expectation. Because, mm-hmm. see, that's never said up front. No man has ever said to me in my 20s, oh, let me take you out to eat at this expensive restaurant. So and afterwards, I'm expect Exactly. That's yeah. tricking, though, in my opinion. That's real it's tricking. It's still tricking. That's real Even if tricking. you have silent expectations. Right. But, see, men, again, will do it. The way that we're talking about saying, oh, I want to take you out. I want to I want to treat you to something nice with the expectation of I'm going to fuck you after this. And that's the most dangerous way of thinking because mm-hmm. it's like you feel like you're entitled now to the pussy because you set this whole thing up thinking mm-hmm. that it was all you. Not even realizing that this woman had already chose you, already saw you as an easy target, mm-hmm. as a free meal. 
Hello. And, you know, and you looking dumb now because you thought you had one up on her because you had a silent expectation that wasn't expressed. And you tried to set, set it up like, oh, let me send you an Uber. Mm-hmm. Oh, you want another drink, sweetie? Go. Like, it's it's really rapey when you think about it. Like, you try to get this woman drunk, giving her all these drinks and stuff. Oh, going that's out awesome. That's, 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 that's shit's that's crazy. That's a whole different conversation. Uh, that's a whole different conversation. That's shit crazy. But, I mean, literally, and, and my mentor talks about this too, is like, we are always prostituting or you're always tricking in some form. It right. may be indirect. It may not be. And it would be appreciated if it was direct. Like, I'm going to buy you this $500 bag, but you got to suck my dick. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm like? I would do it. But like, hmm. Yeah. Okay, sure. Yeah. Wow, Cherry. Win. We doing it right now? But I mean, how many more women would, be, would, would not be saying hashtag me too if mm-hmm. men would just present their expectations yeah. instead of just taking what they wanted because they yeah. feel entitled? Mm-hmm. I'll just say this real quick. Uh, shout out to my wife because I'm broke and she still be trying to get at it with yes, me. Yes, wife. Oh, look at that. That's love, man. Oh, yeah. I wish I was um, in love. <laughs> well, since you brought it up, um, how do you feel about the whole Me Too movement? Mm. So it's becoming a circus now. Mm-hmm. And I'm not, I'm not victim shaming at all. And mm. it's really deplorable. When accusations are made without any proof of it actually happening and people are losing their careers, their families are being destroyed, mm-hmm. their reputations are being destroyed. The Morgan Freeman one had me like all the way bent because I'm like, this is simply an accusation and y'all dropping him left and mm-hmm. right from these endorsements and stuff. Mm-hmm. And he fought back. He was like, this ain't even real. And these are yeah. accusations. And how y'all going <laughs> right. to touch my money? Right. He and said, my bad for complimenting and women. Then he, right. And then he had uh, he had his lawyer send a cease and desist to CNN. Like, y'all got to retract that story. Y'all got to right. stop lying on me. Right. And then y'all see how that shit went. Disappeared. disappeared right? Because mm-hmm. he fought back. How many more people would not be in a situation if they fought back? And, but see, this also says something. Those that don't fight back, there is something that they are hiding and something that has been done. That's why... This, this stuff is happening the way that it is, but it's crazy because it's getting out of control. I feel where some women are and some men are literally using this as an attack or a way to get money out of people, and so it's like a fine line right now. It's like you don't want to victim blame and say you're not telling the truth. And when do the men actually have a chance to defend themselves? Because it's like literally immediately as soon as the accusations are made, the change it's is, over. It's yeah. over, yeah. and and I don't feel that that's fair to men because. There are men who have been molested. There, there are men who have been sexually assaulted. Like the Terry Crews had came out, right, and right. it's so funny how in this in this Me Too movement, the women get benefit of the doubt. Yeah, but, but he pussy and yeah, right, yeah, but yeah. he everything under um, under the sun, but innocent, and right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, this man came out, and he was brave enough to say that a high level agent fucking groped him in front of his wife. He has a fucking witness, mm-hmm. and yet y'all want to sit up here and dog out this black man. Because he's stepping forward. And I remember, it's so funny, because cause the pot calling the kettle black. Russell Simmons came out and was like to Terry Crews, oh, you need to give him a break. Then what happened? Breaking news. Russell Simmons, yeah. seven accusers. <laughs> like, oh, my nigga. But Terry Crews right. said, abusers, abusers defend abusers. That's he, what he said. It was so funny that he said that. Mm-hmm. And then like literally three days later, the yeah. accusations came mm-hmm. out. I was like, ooh. Sipping my curry, Maybe you should stay out of this one there, bro. Right. So like my, my, my overall feeling is like I'm happy that people are coming out and they're speaking up. And I feel that there are people who are literally using this moment to attack other people. And it's not fair that the accusations will 
completely destroy somebody's life without it being proven. Mm-hmm. That's not, I'm not okay with that. Yeah. It makes me feel very uncomfortable. Yeah. So, so I was watching a video one time and of you. Oh. <laughs> and, um, you and you said like group sex is something that you, that you enjoy, mm-hmm, that you really mm-hmm, like. Mm-hmm. So, how did you first, for people who like probably want to get into group sex or doing mm-hmm. threesomes and stuff like that, um, how did you get into that? Like, what, what was your like? Okay, like out for example, myself. Mm-hmm. Like, I want to have a threesome one day. Yes, but I don't want to share my nigga. How mm-hmm. did you like get into that, or g- get into it? Realize that that's something that you enjoy. How do you like? I don't want to say recruit, but how mm-hmm. do you recruit people that maybe you want to have group sex? Just. Tell me about group sex. So it's interesting because I'm actually going to publish a book, like a threesome guide, and I'm also going to publish like a small little, yeah, like on my website in the next like maybe two weeks, I'm going to have like a little short guide on how to and then release like a full length book on Mm -hmm. it next year. But my first experience with group sex was at AVN in two, oh shit, the year is blending, let's see, (laughs) 2015. 2015? We're going to roll with it. We're yeah. going to roll with that. So it was like maybe three, four years ago. And it was with a friend of mine and a friend of hers. And then, so the only person I like seriously knew was the girl in this situation. And there were two other guys in the room. And um, they all were adult performers. So okay. it was easy because we all work in the sex industry. And mm-hmm. no one has a hang up about mm-hmm. like, A, watching someone else have sex. And then B, having sex with other people in the room. Mm -hmm. And what people don't even realize about group sex is that you can be having group sex and one person is just watching and two are interacting. So you don't even have to share your dude. You could have a little bitch in the corner tied up or something, watching y'all have sex. Touching herself. Touching herself or doing whatever. Like however you want her to be in the corner, Mm -hmm. she could just be a voyeur and that's still group sex. That's just one inactive partner. Mm -hmm. So for us, it was like, it was early morning. I was trying to sneak out of the room. We all had fell asleep. And he was like, nah, where you going? I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> Came back to the bed and it just it just popped off. And it first started with all three of us interacting. And then it ended up being just me and him and then her and another guy. And so we all were just in the room kind of doing our thing. And at one point they just started watching because it ended up being like a three-hour thing between me and this guy. And Three it was amazing. Hours? Oh my lord. And he did not ejaculate because he had to film some scenes. Oh. He had to film some scenes like right after that so he couldn't pop. Because if he would have oh. popped, he would not have been right, able to perform. Right, right. right. So wait, how's that where he like stop? Hold on, give me a second. And then yep. oh, okay. semen retention. Okay. You know? Right. Semen retention okay. is life. Okay. okay. <coughs> yes. This nigga don't know. He got 20 kids. Is that the same thing as edging? You got 20 kids? Uh, so no, edging, <laughs> edging is the process of, uh, it, it, it's used in semen retention. And semen retention is just holding back your seed. So you can still be orgasmic. You can still feel an orgasm without ejaculating, but that's not commonly known in the West. Okay. This, is a, this is something that in It's not commonly known in me. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm going to tell you something. Of Athletes. <laughs> Athletes use semen retention. Boxers, soccer players. Oh, sure, for sure. Because as a man, when when you ejaculate, you are um, weak. 
Yeah, you're weak, and you're basically shaving off a little piece of your life force energy, your chi. So your chi oh. is being leaked when you ejaculate. Think about this. Not only does semen travel at 19 miles an hour coming out of the body in order to propel it through the cervix to get to the egg to, you know, fertilize, mm-hmm. but you're also gathering up all of your might and forces within the body, all of your, your minerals and nutrients and everything to ensure that your soldiers reach it, reach to uh, the egg and fulfill their purpose. Mm-hmm. So every single time you ejaculate, your body's like, oh, we're preparing to create another person. Every single time. Mm-hmm. Your body cannot di- differentiate between ejaculating for just simple pleasure and mm-hmm. ejaculating for procreation. Okay. But again, men can still experience pleasure and orgasms without ejaculating. And athletes know this, that they are leaking their chi and losing a lot of energy if they ejaculate. So they will abstain from sex or practice semen retention in order to maintain their chi. And when you do practice semen retention, you have more energy. You can last longer in sex. You have stronger erections. Your ejaculations are stronger when you do ejaculate and more copious. And your orgasms are stronger when you retain your semen. Mm -hmm. But it requires practice. My husband practices semen retention, which is great. Mm. No babies. No, 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 but that right there. We recently learned from my mentor that it's an actual form of birth control. If you are a man that practices semen retention, that means you don't have any in the chamber. Right. So people don't. I need all my (laughs) niggas. So if you're really trying to, like, if you're trying to go raw, right, and not have children, if you practice semen retention, you're not going to have, like, remnants of semen. And like, so if you don't ejaculate for a whole week, you're good. People say, oh, you can come, become pregnant off of pre-cum. Studies have shown that that is inconclusive, that that is not possible. Mm. And pre-cum. We're going to get there. Let me tell you something. Pre-cum's purpose mm. is an, as, it's an acid neutralizer because the urethra, of course, carries urine out of the body mm-hmm. and it's acidic. Acid can kill Sperm. Mm-hmm. So pre-cum will neutralize the acid in the urethra so that the semen can actually travel out and be safe and neutralizes the vagina because the vagina is an acidic mm-hmm. environment. Mm-hmm. So that's, what's, that's pre-cum's purpose. But pre-cum's purpose is not to carry sperm. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. So if you are a man that practices semen retention, you're going to be good. And my, my mentor said, I've been using this method for eight years, never got pregnant, solely using... Semen retention. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, really? Is there a book on that? I mean, there is. Okay, because I'm like... I mean, Saya, I'm do not... you know anything about this? No, of course not. He's 20 kids. <laughs> but I'm, I, in my head, I'm like... Yeah, as she's talking about it, I'm like, I don't know shit. the... I mean, I'm not a man, so mm-hmm. I don't know how you would have an orgasm without, like, ejaculating. But it's like, is that a mental thing? It or... is. It's a okay. mental thing and a bodily thing, because men okay. can have about, like eight different orgasms okay. and you're only really experiencing one, which is your ejaculatory pr- orgasm. Mm-hmm. But you can separate your ejaculation from your orgasm and you can experience this plethora of orgasms if you could just train yourself to retain your seed. And for the men that are hung up on their sides, it's like, well, if you want to have a harder, more engorged penis, if you practice semen retention, your dick will look bigger. This mm. is a fact. Gems. Take notes. Mm. 
This is a fact. <laughs> Our photographer has stopped taking pictures at this point. <laughs> at this point, he just wants to know what's going on. And that's why he's taking notes. Yeah, all, yeah. All of what I'm saying, all of what I'm saying is coming from Tantra. So I'm yeah. actually studying now authentic Tantra, and I'll be an authentic Tantra practitioner and certified sex nice. sexologist yeah. by my birthday in November. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am so, Scorpio. Yes, I am. Yeah. Oh, so much. That's my best month. That's my Scorpio. That's my best month. Yes. What, what are you, a cancer? Mm-hmm. You're a cancer. When's your birthday? Oh, I'm July 13th. Oh, whoop, whoop. Cancer. What? Oh, Yo, shit. there are a million people shit. who have that birthday. And the 13th is our anniversary oh, date. Really? Living That's the best day ever. Yep. The best day ever. You know what? It's so funny because I never, like, I had never even thought of Cancer Scorpio as an it's aspect. And when I when I met him, mm-hmm. everyone was like, "Oh, that's such a perfect match." But it really is a perfect yeah. match. Like I, when I say or it was never on my Pisces. radar, right? Or or Scorpio mm-hmm. Pisces. Yeah, I was so hung up on Scorpio Pisces. I didn't even oh. think about Cancer Pisces. Uh, 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 cancer Cancer's Scorpio. I love y'all. Like my best friend is can- a Cancer. Mm-hmm. My grandmother's a Cancer. Mm-hmm. He's a Cancer. His mother's a Cancer. His sister's a Cancer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm surrounded by what? My wife's yeah. a Sagittarius. I don't know what the fuck happened there. Yo, <laughs> my mom's a Sag. Do you, believe, do you believe in like zodiac signs? Oh yeah, like or like to an extent or? Oh yeah, our our car our cards and our chart. It, mm-hmm. The way that we're compatible is just out of this world. Like it's actually a very rare. Uh, matchup mm-hmm. and I mean we believe in this stuff so much that we actually consulted a an astrologer named Robert Lee Camp who is like a friend of the stars mm-hmm. and I'm actually going to be studying under him soon for astrology we um, got an astro- astrological reading for our wedding day and we asked okay. him like what's the best day for us to get married so he looked into our chart and he said January 6th the perfect day no negative aspects in your chart mm-hmm. that's the perfect day but it's so funny because that week, literally, I had four canceled flights. Week. Yo, no, people's no. mental illness popped up <laughs> on me and was trying to attack me that fucking week. Mm-hmm. I had four canceled flights. I got stranded in Kentucky the day before my wedding. What? Like, the shit was crazy. And I was like, I have swear to God, I ain't never had no problem like this traveling. <laughs> I've been traveling for like five years. I've never had this problem. But yeah, like, this stuff is real. Mm-hmm. Astrology is real. There are more stars than you can even imagine. In the cosmos, and they all are energy. How can you not believe that energy affects us? And right now, we just had a lunar eclipse last night, mm-hmm. and we're in Mercury, Mercury retrograde yes. right now. I've been so fucking emotional. Everybody. The last two wow. weeks been a clusterfuck. <laughs> broke up with nigga five times. <laughs> Sorry, that's And every didn't other get week. back. <laughs> just still keep breaking up. That's every other month. Oh, God. God. That's y'all make up the breakup relationship the way y'all entertain y'all selves. You know, it's okay, uh, though. Um, you said your husband's here. You guys are married and all of that. Yes. Um, how important is sex in a marriage? And also, what is your opinions on, you know, sex-deprived marriages? So, sex is as important as the partners make it. Because mm-hmm. sex in itself doesn't mean anything until you give it a meaning. Because think about it. Look at this hashtag MeToo movement. Sex is being used as a weapon mm-hmm. to hurt people. And then sex can be used in the service of love to create people or to connect you to people, right? So the couple has to really be clear about the purpose for their sexual joining. Most people don't do that, though. It's like just assumed, oh, because we're romantic, sex is supposed to happen. Mm -hmm. No, because sex is fluid. 
And both people are going to be changing and shifting throughout the relationship. So your sexual views and stuff are going to change and your desires. Now, a, a sexually um, depressed relationship, that is an indication that there is something going on. Because sexual, sexual deprivation, when it's not intentional, is a symptom. It's not necessarily an issue in itself. So there's a larger issue going on, which typically leads to disconnect. So... The, the cause of that disconnect can be a plethora of things, but that's something that couples have to go into. And most couples are just thinking, oh, well, if we learn a new technique, if we take a trip together, if we can just do something to spice it up, it's going to fix our relationship. And that's not true because the fact that you're not having sex is leading to something much deeper than the sex. So it doesn't matter what you try to do to remedy the situation with sex stuff. It's not going to heal the underlying cause of your disconnect. So in a relationship, you got to remember, it's like, okay, we're not having sex. What else is going on? Why are we not? Because really what you're saying is, I want to connect intimately with my partner. So the question to ask is, why am I not? Well, why are we not connecting intimately? What is stopping us from connecting in this way? Mm-hmm. And it's, it's never going to be about sex. It's never about sex. And sometimes it's not even about you as a couple. Sometimes it's like some stuff that's coming up from like a past life or a past relationship or just lessons that you need to learn that your current partner is reflecting back to you and you to them. And you got to work through that stuff. But people are so hung up on the actual sex that they don't even realize that it's something greater going on, which is a transformation of energy that doesn't even belong with you. It's for a higher purpose. Gotcha. So, yeah. Okay. Yeah. It gets deep. It's people be like, deep. people think it's just about fucking. No. People be fucking their way through issues mm. and never get to the root issue and don't realize or recognize why they're not feeling fulfilled. It's like you're not fulfilled because you're not actually getting to the root of the problem. Just like premature ejaculation, um, erectile dysfunction. Um, and orgasmia for, for women, women who say, I can't orgasm. All these things are symptoms of something grander going on within the body, whether it's psychological, physiological, socioeconomical, situational, mm-hmm. it's real. So once you get to the root cause, your sex life can be great, especially when you have the willingness to try things. Like there are so many people who want to have group sex, mm-hmm. but they can't get over the whole I'm jealous thing. Right. Mm. Me and that's and that's a deeper that's a, no, a deeper thing you got to look at. I think I'm I'm not even jealous. I think it's a competition. Who can make my nigga nut? So and you bench, I'm fighting. You know, you know who you can. His own hand can make him nut. So exactly. If you, but you know how you can, you can flip the, that. You can flip that to make it fun. Okay. And say let's have a competition. Mm. And release your attachment to the whole idea that in some way if. If a woman can satisfy him better than I can, that he loves her more than me. Mm-hmm. Because that's what it really boils yeah. down to is, oh, if he, if you can make him feel good, if you can mm-hmm. gratify him, because it's gratification mm-hmm. really. If you can gratify him, that means that he will love you more than me. And that's not true because right. love cannot be quantified and love is infinite. And love just is. So mm-hmm. the love isn't going to change. Mm-hmm. And this is a momentary thing. So you can flip that and say, you know what? Let's make this a competition. Let's see who can who can bring him to his his highest height the fastest. Mm-hmm. And then just, really like just shake and hands and be like... Now that I'm thinking about it, 
you don't even really know who did it just because it's like if I did something and I brought you there and then this is Listen, you're on the same team. And then, yeah. When, when you are in a threesome, actively but, in a threesome with another woman, mm-hmm. you're literally on the same team. Because if, if your goal is to satisfy this man and you're not interacting with each other, which is mm-hmm. a form of threesome, um, then you're on the same team to help him get off. But if your goal is for all three of you to interact and enjoy each other, then that whole sense of, oh, I'm jealous that you pleasing my man, it's not going to be there because you remember that this is about each and every single last person in mm-hmm. that dynamic being pleasured and having a good time. Mm-hmm. It's about fun. This is not a time for you to judge yourself. And what people don't even realize about threesomes is that you are bringing in a third energy. So when you're bringing that third energy, you're bringing in another third dynamic. You're bringing in um, their hangups uh, and they are a reflection of you and a mirror of you. So that person coming in may be a stranger, but they're reflecting some stuff back to you mm-hmm. and, and you back to them and, and them to your partner that y'all don't even realize because you're not talking about it, but internally you're feeling it. Okay. So that's the thing people got to realize too is like when you're bringing in that third energy, some shit's going to come up. Okay. Inevitably, shit's going to come up and you got to know how to handle it when it does. Because after that person leaves... You and your partner are going to be sitting with the feelings mm-hmm. that uh, the, the feelings of the stuff that came up from that person reflecting it back to you when they were interacting with you. And then that's when you got to be like, sit down and be like, all right, let's mm-hmm. talk about this shit. Mm-hmm. Not the sex that just happened, but the stuff that came up within my mind and in my heart when we were in this. Okay. And, and that's how like people don't realize like threesomes can be very healthy. But when your relationship is already on the rocks, you already are disconnected and you're thinking like a threesome is going to bring you together. No. It's going to magnify the shit you're already going through. Didn't, didn't, um, uh, Tiana, she just had that song about the threesome. You know, you know what? Let me tell you something. Did you, you heard the song? I have not, but shout out to Tiana Taylor because I had a moment with her a few years ago. Like her, one of her friends had just recently passed away when I met her. Mm-hmm. And like this girl is so strong, and like mm-hmm. to see her where she is now with her child and like her husband is such a beautiful place because mm-hmm. I remember where she was a few years ago, just kind of going through the motions. And you know, people have been attacking her about that song and everything, and I'm like, mm-hmm. she's a fucking married woman, mm-hmm. right? She can do whatever the fuck she want to do. Yeah. And if she's having threesomes with her husband, mm-hmm. what's the problem? Right. It's so funny how people in society would judge you for like having but premarital think, sex. But do you think that they like? I feel like people are judging her. And- not because she's having a threesome with her husband, but because I feel like th- how the song makes it seems like it comes off is that that's what she's doing to please him to make their relationship and what's work. Wrong, but but what's wrong with her wanting to have threesomes with her husband in order for the dynamic to be enriched? Okay. If you're if you're using a threesome in the service of enriching your relationship or nurturing your relationship, there's nothing wrong with that, especially if you're doing it from a loving space. Okay. But if you're doing it from a space where it's like an act of desperation and you think that the, the threesome is going to save you, it's not. It's absolutely not. And the people who judge, and first of all, ain't got no man. Secondly, <laughs> don't even, have never even thought about bringing a third person in. Mm-hmm. And thirdly, want to do it themselves, but they are afraid. So mm-hmm. they're projecting their guilt and stuff onto her instead of being right. like, you know what? I'm feeling bad and fucked up because I want to have a threesome and I haven't had one yet. Say that mm-hmm. instead of being like, oh, you wrong for doing that. Right. Married couple should. You know 
that right now in New Orleans, there's a big ass festival going on called Gnarly New Orleans, where everybody down there is a swinger mm-hmm. and they share and swap. Like, don't they say, I got a new boy? Ain't that what he said on Twitter? Ain't that don't what? talk about trading after the last episode. You know ain't what? That what ain't that, didn't he nah, say New Orleans nah, on wanna, Twitter? I don't want to hear about trading. Didn't he say New Orleans on he Twitter? He did, but you know what? Right, then. I, I, this is JL Megan. I do not approve this message. Because <laughs> Cherry Facts be taking over <laughs> listen Tayomi this has been a great episode we didn't get to get to everything we wanted to get to well then we gotta do it again we, yes! we might have to we yes! might have to do a part two yeah yeah I mean shout out to Kirby's cups shout out to Kirby because <laughs> I gotta use the bathroom yeah I mean <laughs> so we definitely gonna wrap this up we just appreciate you and your husband coming yes pass your husband the mic yes. real quick and just Minister Najib real quick brother just first of all appreciate you coming through we appreciate you, know you I mean? having me how how privilege do you feel having a just such a lovely specimen as, as your wife and your queen you know what i mean just talk about just talk about that real quick just real quick i want you to i mean i'm a man of the of love uh-huh. and she is exactly what i deserve okay yeah. that's beautiful <laughs> i appreciate that yeah. Tyler, thank he, you so much for coming oh, through wait a minute. oh okay yeah he he is a man of um you have a book right yes he does What's love it? is oh, not a God. Man, okay, let, let me let me tell y'all this story. This isn't really important, right? This is okay. how y'all met, right? I heard yeah, this so, story. And, and I actually realized this last night. I was celibate for like a year and a half almost before I met him. And I told myself going into my second year of celibacy in seven, uh, 2017 that I was not going to have sex until I met my husband. Met this man April 13th, 2017. Broke my celibacy with him in May and we got married uh, January 6th. So technically, yes, I did that. I waited for this man who ended up being my husband. And the way it happened was I made a decision, like, I'm not dealing with these egoic relationships anymore. And I had to admit, I was like, oh, I don't know what this love is. And I need, I want to understand it. I want to know. So the night that I was praying and crying and stuff to God, the next morning, like literally five hours later, I get on the flight, I meet him. And we ended up riding the train together because I, I took a flight to Chicago, and he flew into Chicago to go to Indiana. He wasn't even going That's that way. I'm from. Oh, you from Indy? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay, Fort we Wayne. neighbors. Oh, Fort Wayne. <laughs> what the girl, please? We, we neighbors. She got the double high five. Yeah. 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 Hey, what the fuck is going on here? Yes, Fort Wayne. Yes. Come on to y'all. So um, we ended up riding the train together because we were going the same way. Mm. And he's like, oh, so I wrote this book about love. And you're like. He put, look, yo. <laughs> You like you can't make this shit up. That's why I'm like, God is mm-hmm. so real. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting on the train. He puts his book in my lap. Love is not a game. A manual for love and relationships. And the first thing I said to you was what? I need this book. Right? Mm-hmm. And I laughed to myself. Because literally five hours before, was I was up crying, mm-hmm. praying like, God, I don't understand. Mm-hmm. And then you sent me the messenger and the book. Mm-hmm. So the book is what like basically brought us together because he offered to read the book with me. He didn't ask for my phone number. He was like, oh, let me get your email. Mm-hmm. And he does this with everyone. Mm-hmm. He's consistent. He treats everyone the same. He said, let me get your email so I can send you a copy of the book. And if you're willing, we can read it together. Mm-hmm. I was like, what? No man ever asked me to read a book. Like, right. just meeting him like that. Mm-hmm. And so we ended up reading the book together. And the first thing he asked me was, would you like to set a purpose for our relationship? And I was like, first thing, <laughs> ego was like, fuck you, mean what relationship. Is, what does that we mean? not in a relationship. What, what, so, what, what does that mean? Set a purpose for our relationship. So, he me, like, why are you together? Okay. 
why are you together? Like, are we friends? Because or are think we of, no, no, not that. Okay. It's literally why are you together? Okay. Because if you don't, the, a relationship is a vehicle, a ship, right? Mm -hmm. If you don't have a purpose or a destination for where you're going, mm -hmm. then you're just going to be aimlessly wandering in your relationship until you have a shipwreck. You hit something and it sinks, right? Okay. That's a typical cycle of relationships so he said let's have a purpose why are we together what is this relationship for i had never been asked that in my life mm -hmm. and my ego was against it but because i said I, I had reached like a point in my life where i was like i tried everything i'm not doing something right i was like okay sure mm -hmm. let's do it we set that purpose and then we said um to never attack each other mm -hmm. to remember that we're on the same team to laugh and play and have fun together to support each other on our purpose and to remember our innocence and to, to support each other in our goals and to grow. So that's our purpose in being together. And that purpose is what sustains us to this day. And it's the most important thing that I feel I could have ever done in having a relationship because if we didn't set a purpose for why we were together, it just would have been some random ass shit like every other right. relationship. So if you know why you're with someone, that changes everything. And it talks about that in the book, Love Is Not A Game. So we read that book together and we finished it in Jamaica at Hedonism. Mm -hmm. And when we finished the book in Hedonism, I found out that this man had pictures of me in his phone mm. from like December 2016. <laughs> mm. How? Mm, how, brother? How? how? Before we met, he had mm. pictures of me in his phone and he said when he came across my picture. Titty Tuesday. High key though. <laughs> so he said when he came across my picture on Google, because he searched like beautiful black women with afros, he found a picture of me, right? <laughs> he said when he saw the picture of me, not knowing who I was or anything, he stared oh, at it and was like, he said, I want to be with this woman. Not like sexually, but mm -hmm. like be with me. Like, okay. So the fact that. We ended up together. I was like, you men, we manifested each other, right. you know? And it was crazy to find that out at the end of reading the book. And then he told me that of all, he's like probably offered thousands of people to read his book with mm -hmm. him. And I was the first one to read the book in its entirety mm -hmm. with him. So that's how we met. Nigga. That's what brought us together. <laughs> and I just want to offer the book for anyone listening to this podcast. Email us at info at reallovacademy.com. Info at reallovacademy.com. Beautiful. And, I'm writing this you know, down now. I'll I love that. I'll send you the free PDF. It's a $17 value. It's on Amazon.com. Beautiful. I'm, I'm just letting y'all know right now, this book is medicine. The book will change your life. If you don't understand what love is, mm -hmm. you will have no doubts when... After reading this book, I'm, I'm telling y'all from You're two or three. Yo, what's your, what's your Damn, it's not me. It's the nigga. It's the nigga. Well, listen, but you know what? It's you two because you you, you right. attracting them. So facts. I, I be facts. I be telling. All right, that's another. That's Look, another he like yo. I can't I'll even do part two. Part two. Part two. Coming. Part two. We're gonna we'll, get we'll, into we'll it. We'll talk. We'll talk after this. Look. Um. So. We definitely appreciate both of you coming appreciate through, you, spending man. time with us, rescheduling, yes, and understanding that the you know and offering to come for a second. Chance. Exactly. Oh no, we coming back for sure. Yeah. Please shout do. out to Kirby Cups. We um, gotta have it more popping next time. Oh, no, I think good. it was this popping is, this time, but no, I just need like me, three big booty strippers. Okay, <laughs> I need three big booty strippers. We had. I mean, more Kirby Cups. I could Listen, be a stripper that, for a day. Okay, so if I buy you an outfit, would you wear it? Yeah. Oh, oh, oh! You know Cherry actually Cherry crochet. Um, tops. 
Yes, Excuse me? let me show you. Excuse me, okay, show, me. show her afterwards. Listen, look, Kirby don't know. Kirby, we, we, Kirby we can go ahead and be in our threesome anytime. Okay, <laughs> Kirby. My God, we're wilding right now. <laughs> let me say, <laughs> let me say that we appreciate you guys coming through. Uh, Tyomi, anything you want to plug just before we get out of here? Yes, I want to plug that my app is being launched at the end of the summer. Okay. Yes. Just, you know, check on my social media at Glamazon Tyomi on Twitter. For more information, at Glamazon Tyomi on Snapchat. Follow my blog, Glamorotica101.com. My YouTube channel, youtube.com slash Glamorotica101. I'm working on launching my first book by the holiday, uh, Black awesome. Friday 20, uh, 2018. Glamorotica presents 101 ways to spice up your sex life. <laughs> Yeah, it's gonna be a major banger. So Ready make sure follow her on Twitter. She has videos on the time. Yes, I do. Well, so thank y'all for having me. Well, listen, I'm J Omega at J Omega S on every social media network. You know what it is, your boy Sire, the Wash God himself. You guys can follow me everywhere at Sire S O, except for Snap. Snap is Sire underscore S O, your bitch. And I'm Cherry Poppins, the new mouth shawty. You guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at I'm Cherry Poppins. Snapchat is Cherry Poppins13. And you can follow you can follow the Glamazon Tayomi at Glamazon Tayomi on all social media networks. Glamazon Tayomi on Twitter and Snapchat. Real Glamazon Tayomi on Instagram. Liddy again! And we'll be back with another episode next week. Peace. Oh.
is on fire Well, we about to let it burn, 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 burn Boy, I been feeling like the man I used to play with toys, now I only play with bands If you ain't getting money, you don't really understand Said if you ain't getting money, you don't really understand Yeah, 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 I ain't got no time for these hoes No, 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 I'm too busy counting all these bands Yeah, 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 who are you? Nobody even knows, no, no, no They know I'm the motherfucking man Rocking all my jewels. Fuck the talking, ain't no more discussing. No more talking. It's time for consequences and repercussions. Repercussions. I ain't got a poker face, no, I ain't bluffing. I ain't bluffing. Fuck with me and I'ma get the bussin'. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, nigga, you must be out your mind, 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 mind. I've been out here mobbing with my gang, 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 gang. Soon as you step out of line, 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 they gon' run up on you screaming, bang, 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 bang. Boy, I've been feeling like the man. I used to play with toys, now I only play with bands. If you ain't getting money, you don't really understand. Said if you ain't getting money, you don't really understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I ain't got no time for these hoes, no, no, no. I'm too busy counting all these bands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who are you? Nobody even knows, no, no, no. They know I'm the motherfucking man. Yeah, yeah, yeah.